What's up, everybody? Welcome to Claude Speaks. In this episode, I hope it blesses you because you're getting ready to tap in to a word. Next level praise. Let's have church. Let's go higher. Come on, if you love him, go ahead and give God worship. Come on, if you love him, you ought to open up your mouth and give God the fruit of your lips. Come on, a praise ought to be on the inside. Come on, you ought to just lift your hands and just declare, I love you, Jesus. Come on, say, I love you, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Jesus. I love you. God, how excellent is your name in all of the earth. God, I thank you now for preaching privilege. Grant me preaching power. Stand up in me as only you can. Hide me behind your cross, dear God, that I preach for results and not for response. For impact and not for impression. Pray to God that at the end of this word that someone will cry out, Lord, what must I do to be saved? And the marvelous, majestic, mighty name of the master that is at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord if you believe that with me why don't you shout amen and thank God while you're clapping can you give God glory and honor 
while you're clapping and giving God praise, can we thank and bless God for our incredible bishop, our pastor, our leader. I'm so honored to be a son in the faith to you and son of EBC. Certainly we honor our leading lady, Lady Oliver, the fragrance of this house. Can we give God great praise and glory? The entire Oliver family, we certainly thank and give God praise for you. I want to call your attention, EBC, for this time that is ours to the 100th Division of Psalms. 100th Division of Psalms. 100th Division of Psalms. We'll commence at verse 1. The Bible declares, Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Can I give that to you again? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We're almost there. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. For these moments that are ours, I want to share with this thought, with this thematic thrust, next level praise. Let's have church. Would you help me preach that by telling your neighbor, neighbor, Come on, I need you to put your preaching voice on. Come on, tell them, neighbor. Let's have church. That was the wrong neighbor. Look on the neighbor on the other side of you and tell your neighbor, neighbor. Come on, put your preaching voice on and tell them, let's have church. You may take your seats in the very presence of our God. Let's have church. Beloved, the most detailed and fascinating encounter and declaration of faith and confirmation of purpose and power for African Americans was found in an amazingly incredible conversation. Friends, this conversation is centered around the interview with President Barack Obama given during the Chicago, given with the Chicago Sun's time in 2004 when he was running for president. If you've not watched it, read it, or heard about it, it's important that you do. I encourage you to find it on YouTube. Uh, in this powerfully defining interview, Senator Obama at the time concludes his responses on faith and black culture with words that took everyone's attention off of the controversials surrounding the moment. These words coined by Senator Obama at the time was, as I quote, nothing is more powerful than the black church experience. A good choir, a good sermon, in the black church, it's pretty hard not to be moved and transported. Many of us in this room today can agree with President Obama's statement that even though worship has taken on various forms and expression, it comes back to this one reality that ultimately worship inspires us to pursue God. I said worship inspires us to pursue God. Uh, this is validated by the sentiments and expressed by Dr. James Cone, the founder of Black Liberation Theology, in his book, God of the Oppressed. He says, what people think about God, Jesus, and the church cannot be separated from their own social and political status in a given society. That yes, beloved, the black church must evolve and embrace cultural project progression accept change and restructuring. However, it is through the black church worship experience that President Obama talks about that has mil mobilized millions through difficulty and has given strength through the awkwardness 
of the struggle. Notice, if you will, that our music is defining. Somebody shout defining. That due to the struggle embedded in our stories, we sing our songs differently. Anybody love the hymns of the church? Anybody know the hymns of the church? It's interesting, beloved, that when you began to listen to or think about uh, some of the popularly sang hymns of the church, such as, The Blood Never Loses Its Power. Uh, when you hear songs like this and it gets down to that place when it says and it flows to the lowest valley at my church where I'm from back in Florida there'll be somebody next to the window next to the stained glass window that was hollow oh yes and when I discovered that nowhere on the sheet music is oh yes but there is something powerful are you hearing me and defining about the black church experience maybe uh, that hymn didn't get you but hymns such as glory to his name that when that in the black church somebody on the side of the corner next to the window will scream his precious name nowhere on the sheet music is his precious name but it's something powerful about the struggle because we have understood the Lord to be precious in our lives the black church worship experience is breathtaking and defining and so finally when we have experienced that new strength and we have shouted we have danced we have ran after the song after the sermon after the service you'll hear a phrase something like we show enough had church and the Lord sent me to tell you, EBC, at this 930 worship experience, uh, to simply let's have church. Let's have church to where we're so consumed by the power and presence of God. Let's have church to where you don't care about who's looking at you, what they say about you, what they think about you, what they feel about you. But you're so consumed by the power and presence of God. Let's have church to where, are you hearing me on today? You feel feel unrestricted unrestrained and you feel free let's have church to where you're so committed to excellence in the area of worship that people join when they walk through the door let's have church to where psalms 34 and 1 makes sense i will bless the lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth let's have church to psalms 150 and 6 defines us let everything Thing that has breath praise ye the Lord and I was wondering is there anybody in this 930 service that can say I didn't come to play but I came to praise I didn't come to see you but I came to scream I didn't come to talk but I came to open my mouth and give thanksgiving unto my Savior is there anybody up in here up in here that can give God glory so when somebody asks you how was church you give them the classical answer like we do when we say what we mean and mean what we say you ought to tell them we sure not had church be seated if you please here we find ourselves in this text so we scan the setting of this scene where we see the writer in Psalms 100 declares let's have church scholars do not convey to us specifically who wrote it or who wrote psalms 100 or when however scholars do convey to us perhaps it was written don't miss this when the children of israel built 
the temple again. Somebody shout again. again. Come on, shout it again. again. Notice, they built the temple again 80 years after the king of Babylon destroyed it. Notice the frame of mind that they're in. There are Notice where they are in this scene. They are recovering after being mismanaged by a king which produced a spirit of stagnation and captivity and complacency among the people. And the text tells us that the children of Israel finally arrived at their rebuilding season. Somebody shout rebuilding season. Come on, somebody shout rebuilding season. You don't even know what you just declared. You just declared that God is rebuilding you in this season. That notice, if you will, the text shows us that the children of Israel finally arrive at this rebuilding season. And the first thing they do after all of this time is rebuild the temple. They rebuilt the temple because it was in the temple that they worshiped God. And I would suggest, could it be that they rebuilt and restructured and recentered the temple because they wanted, don't miss this, they wanted to worship to have the smell of their deliverance and not the stench of their past. They wanted worship to have the smell of their deliverance and not the stench of their past. And child of God, in their past was captivity. In their past was pain. In their past was, was agony. But in their future was promise. In their future was prosperity. In their future was productivity. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I don't know what your past looks like. But I want to declare over your life. Life. in your future there is promise would you just help me preach that by looking at your neighbor tell your neighbor neighbor come on tell them say neighbor I don't know what your past look like come on but in your future I'm declaring promise come on I'm declaring prosperity I'm declaring productivity and I like this because notice if you will that child of God they rebuilt the temple so we can have the smell of their deliverance and not the stench of their past and that's why child of God worship uh, cannot be an expressive stench of your past but it must be the pleasant smell of your deliverance declaring your future uh, no, notice if you will have you ever left some trash out at your house and you walk in and you it hits you walking in the door. You smell it coming into the garage. Mm, somebody didn't take the trash out and it begins to smell with the stench that hits you upon your entrance and no matter how much you spray the stench isn't gone don't miss this until you clean it and God told me to tell you in this season if you desire to experience that prosperity if you desire to experience that productivity if you desire to walk in that promise you gotta clean up your worship somebody shout clean up your worship clean up your worship clean up your worship clean up your worship so your worship can have the smell of your deliverance and not the stench of your past that, that worship can be defined as simply this honor paid and extended to God take notes to be good to write down the worship can 
be defined as honor paid and extended to God? And could it be uh, that I want to submit to you that if we are like the children of Israel in this text, God in his wise providence, could it be, could he give us 80 years worth of blessings that are withheld? Don't miss this. If we give God 80 years worth of praise, that's overdue. And notice, if you will, that, that, that 80 years worth of blessings were withheld uh, because they were because of their past. But could it be, if we're like the children of Israel, could it be that God gives us 80 years worth of blessings if we give God praise, give God 80 years worth of praise that's overdue? Or maybe you're in this room and you say, Preacher, I'm not 80 years yet. I'm not 80 years old yet, but maybe you you can think back over your grandparents' life and your great-grandparents and testify that you're living in houses that great-grandmama used to clean up. You ought to give God glory and give God praise because you got praise that's overdue. Could it be that the car you're driving in, granddaddy would have loved to drive in. He had to go in to the bank and they called him by his first name and you are able to, are you hearing me or you ought to open up your mouth and give God 80 years worth of praise that's overdue while your grandparents had to deal with segregation and Jim Crow laws and the gumball test you ought to give God praise that you got the right to vote you got the ability to celebrate King's Day with it on one accord you ought to give God 80 years worth of praise that's all but is there anybody up in here that can say I came to give God 80 years worth of praise that's overdue notice notice if you will notice if you will that they gave God 80 years worth of praise or 80 years of being in captivity. The relevant question, the interrogative question I would raise what does it mean to have church? How do we have church? A couple of things I want to share with you and get out of your way. Notice if you will, number one we're going to have church. It must be an intentional praise. Somebody shout an intentional praise. Come on, help me preach. Somebody shout an intentional praise. No, 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 notice if you will, the text in the A clause of that verse, it indicates make. Somebody shall make. That if we're going to have church, it must be intentional, meaning then that one should never bring be in worship and not bring the totality of their being. That I've discovered that sometimes church is the only place where we do math in worship. No, no, notice if you will that we say I'm only going to lift my hands 20% of the time because I don't want to appear that I'm being too charismatic I'm only going to shout 30% of the time uh, because I want people to know uh, are you hearing me that I'm a little sophisticated I'm only going to shout uh, are y'all are you hearing me all today 10% of the time because if I, if I shout out loud 10% of the time people will understand I've got a little bit uh, about me and sometimes 
times we find ourselves literally sitting in worship with a percentage of our mind and a percentage of our mouth and what I discovered is in essence you must bring your ears your hands and your mouth that without you you cannot worship God without your mind and you cannot worship God without your mouth let me bring it to where you can reach it when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my thinking transcends to thinking and is there anybody up in here that can think about all of the craziness you survived and you ought to thank him is there anybody up in here that can think about the ways God has made and you ought to thank him is there anybody up in here that can shout and give God glory for the accident you did get in but you survived is there anybody up in here that can give God glory for the aneurysm you should have had but thanks be you need your mouth and your mind touch your neighbor and say I need both of them I need both of them I need both of them I need my mouth and my mouth be seated if you please and whenever your intention and whenever you find yourself overanalyzing and whenever you find yourself condemning praise with the phrase it don't take all of that I wish I had a talk back church whenever you find yourself in those positions don't miss this you are present in the sanctuary but you're not present in the spirit let me John chapter 4 verse 24 confirms this for God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and and whenever you are in tension and overthinking you are in the spirit such, such somebody say I gotta stay in the spirit I gotta stay in the spirit and that's why Paul speaks in Romans about this ideal of renewing your mind I would suggest that it's bigger than immorality uh, because if you don't renew your mind don't miss this you'll bring the wrong spirit to what should be the right moment and that's why you got to get your mind right before you come to worship. Whatever you got to do before you come to worship, you ought to get your mind right. If you got to turn on your favorite tunes, turn on your tunes so that when you come to worship, are you hearing me on today? Your worship can have the smell of your deliverance. If you, you got to renew your mind. Somebody shout renew your mind. You need your mouth and your mind. You need your mouth and your mind. But notice, if you will, if you're going to have church, not only must you have an intentional praise, but then you should have an intense praise. Somebody shout an intense praise. Now, notice the B clause of that is verse 1. It indicates a joyful noise. Somebody shout a joyful noise. No, notice if you will, it must be intentional because he says make it must be intense because he indicates a joyful noise. And I want you to understand that this ideal of joyful, it literally means to give a public confession of the attributes of God. 
that what we'll discover that the book of Psalms is the Jewish hymn book that essentially Psalms are songs. Help me preach that. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Psalms are songs. That essentially if you follow the language of the psalmist in Psalms 101, it is a rewrite of Psalms 98 and 4. The original word signifies a loud shout and a continual confession of praise. That when you examine this, the phrase is connected to the historical context of the text, but the writer conveys the same meaning of shout is one expressed for royalty. The scholars suggest this phrase, shout uh, for joy, was conveyed by the Jews as a shout of triumph or a battle cry or a chant. You, you know a chant, you know chant. Thank you, brother. You know a chant, you know a chant. Chants are, uh, let, me, let me bring one where you can reach it. The roof, the roof, the roof is on. Okay, let me test you one more time. The roof, the roof, the roof is on. I hope there's no firemen in the room. No, uh, but notice, if you will, uh, that, that is a chant. That is a chant. Notice, if you will, that in essence, if we're going to have church, we must have a party unto the Lord. That notice, if you will, that worship must be exciting. It must be excellent. It must be inviting. It must be active as if you were at a party. Notice, if you will, that, uh, that when you were in the world. I know you're saved. I know you're sanctified. I know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I know you're fire baptized. I know uh, that you got your life together now. But there's about 10 of us. That uh, like to go to the party. Uh, help me make sure I'm not by myself. Is there anybody like to go to a party? You can wave your hand in church. It's all right. You, you like to go to a party. And, and so notice, if you will, when you go to the party, you don't like to show up to the party on time. No, no, you don't, you don't get to the party on time. You get there. If the party starts at 8, you show up about 10. <laughs> if the party starts at 9, you show up about 11. Because you want to get there, are you hearing me, when the party is jumping? You want to get there when folk are hanging on the wall. You want to get there when the music is right and the DJ is playing. Are you hearing me? You want to get to the party when it is exciting. And notice, if you will, that that is uh, the same level of intensity that we are that we have in the world. We ought to have in the sanctuary. That when we come into the sanctuary, we ought to come ready for the party. We ought to come with our hands lifted up. We ought to come with an intense praise in our mouth. We ought to come with running in our feet and clapping in our hands because nobody wants to go to a dead party. Nobody wants to go. And is there anybody up in here that can say, Preacher, I came to have a praise party. And I came to have an intense party and dance like I dance in the world for Jesus. I'm going to talk how I talk in the world for 
you gotta have an intense party every day is a day of thanksgiving that you ought not come dragging and being lackadaisical and but you ought to come excited having an intense party that notice if you will this ideal of intense it literally it means a loud shout that Psalms 47 and 1 indicates that it is a shout in the clapping of our hands and that ought to be loud that Psalms 33 and 3 validates that the instruments should be loud Psalms 105 indicates that the drums should be loud Isaiah 6 and 4 suggests that our voices should be loud and I made up in my mind that if I'm going to come to church I I came to have an intense party. If I went dancing in the world, I'm going to dance in the church because I want the Lord to know I'm not going to give nobody else more than him. I got to get out of here, but not only must you have an intentional praise, an intense praise, but you also got to have an inspired praise. I, I got to get out of here because notice the text says it is unto the Lord. Right. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Come on, somebody shout unto the Lord. And I've discovered that my praise is not unto people, but my praise is unto the preeminent himself. That my praise is unto the Lord. I don't... I, the Lord controls me. The Lord takes residency in me. It is inspired. Is there anybody in this room today that can testify that you have an inspired praise? Is there anybody in this room today that can testify that your praise doesn't go unto people? Yes, but your praise goes unto the Lord. Is there anybody in this room today uh, that can say, I came in this room uh, to give God uh, an intentional praise? Uh, I came in this room uh, to give God an intense praise. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, an inspired praise but I gotta get out of here but not only should you have an intentional praise and not only should you have an intense praise and not only should you have an inspired praise but you want to have an inclusive praise notice the Bible says in the C clause of verse 1 that it is all ye lands that essentially what that means is is that the earth speaks and creates an opportunity to give God glory that when it is you see the mountains the mountains speak of God's glory that when you see the birds chirping the birds chirp in honor and praise unto our God 
Are you hearing me all today? That when you see the wind blowing and you see the trees moving, the trees are speaking of the power and presence of God. And I made a decision that I'm not going to let the rocks cry out for me. Is there anybody in this room today that can say I am going to include myself with the rest of the world and give God praise is there anybody in this room today that can testify I refuse to let the rocks cry out for me I refuse for the rocks to give more praise than me I refuse to allow the birds to chirp louder than me I refuse to allow the wind to move louder than me and is there anybody in this room that can take a few moments and give God an intentional praise is there anybody in this room that can take a few moments and give God an intense praise is there anybody in this room that can take a few moments and give God an inspired praise is there anybody here that can take a few moments and give God an inclusive praise can I tell you that this is not the first time are you hearing me on today the sky and the wind spoke of God's praises but it was about 2,000 years ago that when Jesus died are you hearing me on today the sun refused to shine are you hearing me on today that he died is there anybody in this room that can shout he died I'm so glad that the story doesn't end at his death but I wish I had about a hundred people that have helped me close this sermon can you tell me what happened because early 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 Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands and because he got up you ought to get up and give God glory you owe him all your praise you owe him all your thanksgiving you owe him all your praise is there anybody here that can say I scoot over some because I gotta praise and I gotta let it out would you help me preach look at your neighbor and say neighbor scoot over some because I gotta praise I gotta praise I gotta praise and I gotta let it out can you open your mouth and give God glory can you open your mouth and give God praise ain't he alright I got three country questions to ask you do you know him have you tried him? Ain't he alright? 
right. Ain't it all right? Ain't it all right?
This is a Diamond Xan production.